Welcome to episode 685 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 685 of I Am Talk with Coach John John Newsom. Remember my name? I, I just about I just about lost it. It's been how many years? Thirteen years. It's been a long old time. First time we've podcast with Bevan in his bloody pajamas, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've got a, I've got some stuff I've got to do in the morning. We normally record on a Tuesday morning, and I've got something I can't get out of. Um, and so I said, John, can you do Monday night? He said, Sweet, but I've got a massive day tomorrow, and so. I said to John when he walked in, this is going to be an hour show because okay. I'm in my jammies. John walks out the door, I'm to bed asleep. I am out of here in one hour. You could have worn your jammies, you could have had a jammy jam. We could have done. <laughs> a jammy jam. Done. The big question though, have you had your four squares of chocolate tonight? No, I haven't even had that. Oh my god. I have had time, John. Oh my god. I'm not going to say I'm busy, but I, I use every minute of my day. Very good. I'll tell you that much. I'm talking is proudly brought to you by Extreme Endurance. It's your lactic buffer, John. And our patrons. Let's name a few. Oh, I'm going to go first. Aaron, the proprietor, Morgan. Tom, Commander Pyro, Salbri. You reckon? No, but pretty close. <laughs> it's Salbri. Salbri. Yeah, I reckon. Salbri, I'm going to say. Uh, Tim, Superstar Carpenter. Team, on this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a Hot Topic of the Week. We've got an Age Group of the Week. We've got some big gossip, actually. Um, website of the Week. Pro of the Week. Winger of the week. It all depends. Basically, once the hour's up, we're we, we shutting it off. It's everything of the week. Everything of it's the week of the week. But we're not going to rush. Slow down. Just calm, no, calm the farm, Bevan. Calm down. You know me, John. I get excited. Just quickly before we go into the big piece of news, Rugby World Cup update. New Zealand yes. got off to a good start. You'd say right now, based after the first weekend, New Zealand, Ireland are the favourites. Yes, but the next three weeks are going to oh, be a bit know, of a bore fest because New Zealand now is just going to have a steamroll for us anyway. We have no, another the, good the game. English, the English, the French and RG pool is pretty interesting. Mm. So. But for, for us Kiwis, kind of go to sleep till the quarterfinals now. And even then, Scotland looked terrible yeah. last night against Ireland. Yeah. So, we basically, really, we might only have two hard games. We've won it. It's yeah. hard. <laughs> I bought the jersey. Yeah. I bought the All Black jersey. Oh, very First nice. Time. Have you ever had an All Black jersey? I have not. I've got to say, this is, I reckon it's the best one of all time. Very good. Two reasons. I like a bit of collar. Do you? I yeah. don't. I like it. It's like your jersey there. Yeah. Nice round neck. Mm-hmm. No sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, not, nice. Not, and what they've done is they've got the performance one, which is 200 bucks. This is going to be longer than an hour if you ramble on about hey, the bloody People love hearing about the all black jersey. And then, but they've got the one that's non performance and it's actually a better fit. 150. 150 bucks. That doesn't mean you're 20 bucks. Bloody hey, t-shirt, Ron. the best team in the world, John. John, let's get into the news. You're waffling about stuff people don't want to hear about. <laughs> um, the, the big piece of news is that the PTO might be trying to buy Iron Man. So that we literally only, we're recording on a Monday night and um, this news is just coming out now. And so the Professional Triathletes Organisation, is that the, the right wording I've got there, Bevan, or it not? That's going to make sense, isn't it? Um, so that's basically the, a group, you know, they've been, they've been rumbling around in the background for a number of years now. To be fair, not a lot of action. Um, it's basically the, the triathletes trying to get together for the long course athletes and try to pr- make the sport a bit more about them, well, make well, it sustainable. You, you guys probably remember a couple of years ago when we were in Rote, it was probably three years ago now, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when the Colin Cup, Collins Cup concept came along, they put a lot of kind of PR into it, 
great idea. They're going to come back to the next year, going to get all the top pros, big prize money, get it on TV, you know, and they haven't really delivered. And we're still waiting. Yeah. And so it's the same organisation here. So what they've they've just come out with now is they've got a got together and they've got some financial advisors. It's really hard for us to try to dissect. It's it, just, yeah. So it's just a brief bit of news tonight. But they're basically there's going to be a, re- a press release going out, and they're making a formal approach to Wanda Sports to buy Ironman. God knows how this is going to go. God knows what it means if it goes through. Who knows what the hell would happen? Well, but the interesting thing is that in their PR releases, they've given a bit of a kick into teeth to Ironman, hmm. to, to Wanda at least. You know, they're kind of saying their structure is not good for the sport because they borrowed so much money, they put them in debt. And for that reason, they're making decisions which is rushing the sport, which is hurting the sport, which is interesting. If, you, if you're going to go, if I'm, if I'm buying the house of you, John, mm. I'll give you the tickets, I'll walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> I try to make a friend of you. Yeah. You know? So who knows where it's going to go, you know, if if it just ends up being Iron Man changing hands again, you know, we've seen that before, has that made that, you know, when the Chinese um, group wanted to board it, has there really been any change? Mm. Oh, way more expansion. Yeah, more expansion, would that have happened under under another venture, venture capital group? You know, it's all, for them it's all about making money, so I guess the, the big difference for me here is if they do take more of an athlete-centred approach in the for the good of the long-term sport, trying to build professionals then it'll be a bit different but if it's just another owner and they're just looking for growth it's going to be business as usual isn't it well what they're arguing in their PR releases is that if you look at some of the top sports like tennis like um, I'm not sure if basketball is the same because basketball is owned by just rich people basically but mm-hmm. um, the, the professional organisations when they take over the sport they do the better thing for the sport and they're saying that because Ironman has been that that kind of you know investors have owned it mm. as being what's good for profit and not necessarily what's good for the sport and so their argument is if, if we can get the professional triathletes organization to actually own this this sport a bit like itu you know a little bit that's yeah. non-profit and the pros do very well out of it the question i have is where they're getting the money from yeah so anyway what i reckon it's gonna be at least hundreds of millions oh i guess it depends how how deep they buy whether they buy all the sports or just triathlon anyhow Let's wait and see what happens. Another week's time, we'll probably know a little bit more about what's going on. The only problem I have is they do lack a bit of credibility because of the Iron Collins Cup. Mm. Because they talked a big game and they haven't delivered. Yes. And this is another big game talker. And now, times, first impressions about a oh, million. <laughs> yeah. First impressions is I like the idea. Yeah. You know, and I think it'd be good for the sport if the pros were influencing how the sport was run. Um, you know, it's a big, big. Big, what do they call it? A big, hairy, ambitious goal, something like that? It is. Yep, so we'll see how that comes. And, and also, because we, we do know that IW, uh, Wanda are looking to go to the stock market, so to go public soon. Um, why would that be more appealing to sell out to these guys than going public? Mm. Mm, so there's some interesting discussions to be watching over the next period of time. John, we did have a couple of races over the weekend. Ironman Italy happened. Uh, what happened there, John? What was it? Cameron Worth Domination absolutely drilled it. Uh, so he swam 46, biked a 409, and ran a very impressive 245 for a 746.54, which is going to be, I don't know where that ranks on no, the fastest well, I actually, times. I actually look on John Levinson's uh, try 24 7. Mm-hmm. No, 24-7. Um, eighth, I think it was. Eighth. Eight, seventh or eighth, basically. And look, I am not putting this performance down at all. It's a bit short. Um, oh, is it? And, but wrote short as well. And, and all the races that we've got yeah. these records are a bit short. So I saw his run file, and that was 40.99. Again, that depends where you start your watch from. Um, but it seems like it was a little bit short. It seems like the bike was a little bit short. The swim times, look, 
a little bit quick. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away yeah, from him. I'm just saying result. it's still a sub eight, eight, eight hour performance. And when you look at his run file, he was running four minute Ks. So where, wherever he started his watch, he's running with four minute Ks, which, you know, normally we'll work, out, work out at a 248, 249. Mm. Uh, so pretty impressive. If he, if he can do something like that in Kona well, in three weeks' time. Well, that's the thing. We talked about this last week and we said, he, you know, he'd probably dominate the bike, have an easy mm. run. Far from it. No. And his rationale is he's looking at it like from a cyclist perspective, going into like Tour de France, big races like that. You're always racing. They're racing hard a couple of weeks out. It's a running thing, but isn't it? Uh, look, who knows? Uh, he, he may be completely wrong, and, and that's where I kind of lead towards thinking running a marathon and doing full Ironman three weeks out can't be good for you, but I haven't seen anybody really do it before. In terms of successfully, successfully, but I haven't actually seen anybody race an Ironman three weeks before and then go and do Kona. So who who's a, a legitimate yeah. top five contender? So who knows? It, it might be a good thing. My suspicion probably not. But uh, anyway, brilliant performance. Uh, second was eight oh three for Yaroslav Kovacic and Guaialo Molinari was third in eight oh eight. On the female side of things, Carolyn Lane Ryder from Germany swam 54, rode 440, and ran a 3.06 for an 8.48. So, again, impressive sub nine. Second, Jenny Schultz from Germany in 8.56, and a German trifecta with Maureen Hauf in third with a 9.02. Close racing in the female side of things, only 12 minutes covering second through to sixth. So, I'm in Italy, done and dusted. Cameron Worth is also in Caroline. Lion Rider have got their Kona slots for next year, so they can gives them the, the unique opportunity of having a year. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he, well, it'll depend on how he goes this year, doesn't he? Do you think he'll be doing it this next year? Who knows? If he, if he wins Kona, it probably wouldn't be a dumb idea. Yeah, well, what if, well, this is fascinating, isn't it? Because we go back to the old days, John was you can't go hard in July, <laughs> yeah, in late September. Well, well, and, and let's be honest, he, he may have to go and reasonably hard. Oh, hell yeah, you're not I pulling mean, off a you know, even if it's a little bit short, a sub eight Ironman. With, Taking easy, and that's that's a fast run, you know, uh, for somebody who's you know. not a two-hour thirty runner. Anyway, impressive one, whatever way you look at it. Impressive result. Can he back it up in Kona? We also had Challenge Madrid. Victor Del Corral took that out in eight hours fifty-two, so over an hour slower than what we saw in uh, Italy. Swam fifty-eight, rode a four forty-two, ran a three oh four, won by eight minutes over Juan Clear, and third place Dimitrio. Pasilio uh, on the female side of things. Oh, Lisa yes, Roberts took good. it out, 954.56 with a 105 swim, 525 on the bike and 314 on the run. And let's see if I can find the rest of the females. Yep, uh, Miriam Van Hryen was second over nearly 20 minutes, 19 minutes behind, and Vena Walter was third in 10.17. Ironman career unfortunately got cancelled due to a typhoon happening. A typhoon happening. I was going. I was went on there. I was like, why the hell aren't these results up? I was just going. This bloody tracker. It's not working. So then I went on to the uh, the sort of scribe bit where they do the race coverage. And yeah, typhoon went through. So what a shitter. We've had races cancelled before, but God, you just feel for people the amount just, of money just, they invested. You just feel for everybody. Yeah. Because race directors want their race to go ahead. They want everyone to have a great experience. Athletes spend a lot of time and money and investment. You know. And, and just energy training for a race it's just a it's just a bummer isn't it it is indeed and, and you know you can't point your finger at anyone in that one but there was a 70.3 in Weymouth in the UK and George Goodwin took that out along with India Lee okay so last week Joe Skipper was our winger of the week but he actually got DQ'd in Wales John because that was a funny thing it was because I was thinking 
his name wasn't in the results, I knew he was racing and I knew he had a mechanical and then he, you pu- pulled out a number and it happened to be Joe Skipper and he had his run split. I pulled out a number. And it was, it was a fast split, it was like a 252 or something. I thought, that's a really fast split for Wales, what the hell is he doing running, why is his name not in the results? And then I saw him post, uh, you know, he did have a mechanical, he lost about 30 minutes on the bike trying to fix that along with a, a puncture. Eventually he got going again, thought oh, I'll have a bit of a run. Um, and then he decided to keep going, but he knew he'd been DQ'd. Why he'd been DQ'd? <laughs> he was really annoyed on the bike, and then his number, he'd already had you know, his 30 minutes down, there was no way he was going to get anywhere, And but his number was flapping around, he just pulled the bloody thing off, and there was Marshall directly behind him. <laughs> so he's not saying there was the wrong call, he said it was the right call, So we would have been stupid. Didn't add up his numbers, but he, he I'm sure he would have been in the, in the money. Yeah, Because um, yeah. if you're running the fastest run split, even if you lose half an hour... You're still probably going to get top five, yeah, aren't you? Dylan, and I think Dylan McNeese ran a 3.17. Yeah. And Joe ran... 2.42, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, 2.52. Okay. So he's nearly half an hour quicker than that. So he, he probably would have just got in the money. Coming up this weekend, we've got Ironman Chattanooga happening. It's a... Uh, Choo-choo Chattanooga. Choo-choo Chattanooga. That's a new John. I like that. <laughs> um, so uh, Ironman Chattanooga is going to be happening. Do it again, John. Choo-choo Chattanooga. Um, and what's happening here, John? Let's have Matt Russell now. Is he racing? Well, normally in Torsten's ratings here, he has a KQ for Kona Qualified, whoever is going to Kona, and he doesn't have this on anybody listed here, so I've got to assume... Surely Matt Russell, he's won some Ironman this year. He won Bowen, didn't he? Maybe you could do some research. I, I, yeah, okay, I, I, that I'm was my not. initial reaction was yes. No, he didn't win but he, um, he, would, he would qualify under the old system because he's always Well, where do I racing. go for the Kona Qualifiers? Sorry? Where do I find Kona? Uh, oh, on Torsten, I was try rating tryrating.com you go up the top there and you look at Kona 2019 and we'll have the start list there okay, see, I'll, see I'll if he's on it. there anyway uh, Chad Nuga's on Matt Russell's uh, up to race uh, he's predicted to win by 18 minutes over Sam Long and no, Pedro he's Gomes he's in yep. he's, he's in yep 48 oh, Torsten you have, you have an updated <laughs> system so he's racing two weeks out but he wouldn't say well last time he qualified really late and he had a storming race best race of his life and he, well, he was about 7th 6th 7th something like that it? So maybe there is something we've been missing out on doing an Ironman. Where did where did, where did um where did who did we have on the show last week? Tim O'Donnell get last year. He fourth. was fourth. Braden Curry was fifth. So Matt must have been sixth. No, maybe Joe Skipper was sixth and Matt Russell was seventh. Something no, no, because like Matt Russell ran through. Did he run through Joe Skipper? Okay, let's look up last year. You look up last, last year. year. <laughs> anyway, uh, on the female side in Chattanooga, you got Angela Neath, Lisa Roberts. Didn't I just read out her name finishing somewhere just before? Uh, I think I did, maybe over in um, in Madrid. And Michelle Vesterby, she also raced recently uh, as well, seeded third. So this is all qualifying for next year. One male, one female slot. $40,000 prize money coming their way. Okay. Okay here, we go. okay, here we go, John. Can you name the top 10 from Kona last year? Okay, somebody here we has go. Somebody... Okay. Some guy's got no chance of winning this Fluke, year. <laughs> Flukey uh, Patrick Langer was first. Yep. Uh, who the hell was second? Come on, John. Come um, on. In a sub-eight hour, only second man ever to do it. Ronnie, uh, no, not Ronnie Shilnick, the Belgian dude was uh, third, wasn't he? Um, no. Was he second, was he? Yes. Bart Arnott's was second. Yes. Third place. Another, you wouldn't have picked it? Oh, it's going to rip my undies that I can't get this. Come on, John. We interviewed him. Who got third? No, I'm not going to get it quickly. British. Ran through the field. Come on, John. 
Come oh, on, yeah, David McNamee. Yep. David McNamee. Fourth. Good, good. Uh, so that was Tim O'Donnell. Yep. Fifth was Braden Curry. Yep. Sixth was, this is going to be really embarrassing when I go to the females. Uh, sixth was, I think, Joe Skipper. No, it was Matt, Matt Russell. Russell. It was Matt Russell and then, and then Joe, Joe Skipper. Skipper. Yep. And then behind there. Okay, okay. Old timer. Old timer. Yep. Oh, not Nico Lars? No. No, I'm not that old. Not that old. No. Kind of just after that time. Olympian? Freddie Van Lid? No. American. Oh, Andy Potts. Andy Potts got ninth. Maybe a great race. Yeah. 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 And then ninth. Oh, no. You just. Had a great oh, race last weekend. Uh, not Lionel Sand. Last weekend. Just been. Just been. Kenworth. Oh, Kenworth. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And then not, not tenth was. I'm not going to get it. Michael Weiss. Right. Gomez got 11th. Females have got no chance other than Reef, Lucy Charles. It wasn't Kaiser Sally that got third. It was no, it was um, Anne Howe got third. Yeah, you're doing better than what you did with the men so far. Yeah, Anne Howe got third. Um, I think Sarah True. Yes, Sarah True was, was she fourth. Yeah. Okay. Come on. And then I seem to recall it was pretty close, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, yep, you're right. Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, okay, previous yeah. winner, Miranda Carfrey. Yes. Yeah. Fifth. Give me one clue. Another Australian. Uh, um, the blonde blonde one. Uh, Sarah Crowley. Sarah Crowley, yeah. Yep. Then the girl who rode when she was 12. Uh, Kaiser Sali. Canadian. Angela Nath. Yes, John yeah. Newsom. Great British. I think this is the last time doing it. Lucy Gossage. No, no. No. Uh, no, not getting out. American president. One of the first who got assassinated. First name? Kennedy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Abraham. Um, oh, Kareem. Kareem Abraham. That was her last race, wasn't it? Don't Did know. You? She's oh, still racing. No, oh, no, no, she's oh, on no. the list. Okay, I've got to mix up. And then last, the American. Lindsay Corbin? Yeah. You'd right. a, yeah, I think she, she, you'd be better than the men. Very good. You, no sexist pick for me around no, here. No, not at all. Um, okay, so going back to that. Um, so this weekend's race, uh, girl side of things. Yep, no, I've done that. So, okay. okay. Uh, Super League's coming up this weekend, so we'll look at the ITU. Super League's coming up this weekend. We are where and what's happening, John? We are going to Jersey. So what's happening is uh, not quite as stacked a format as we've seen previously. So what they're doing is on day one, they're basically, it's an enduro event over the weekend. Day one, they're doing a shortened enduro, so twice through 300 metre swim, 4K bike and 1.6K run. They're breaking it into two heats, so five from each heat will go through, plus the five fastest uh, Fast, next five fastest next athletes so 15 athletes will be racing on the final day and then they'll be doing the three times enduro so three times 300 meter swim 4k bike 1.6k run so it should be fantastic fields are, are good um, in terms of uh, Richard Murray has just, just gone out pretty similar to what we've seen before they have signed up Mario Mola you've got uh, young Alex Yee in there you've got Ben Canute uh, you've got a few of the Frenchies you've got Gustav Eden the 70.3 champion um, you've got Hayden Wild our Kiwi coming through Schumann, Schomburg, Brett, Jonathan Brownlee, it's Christian Blumenfeld. So similar to what we've seen previously. So it is quality, not quite world championship field, but uh, still pretty good. And then you've got a few of the up and coming athletes. Now I'm looking at the females, it doesn't seem as strong. Am I right? Um, still pretty good. No, it's still pretty good. You've okay. got um, Cassandra Bogrand in there. You've got Katie Zaveris, who's the world champion. Um, no, you've got, there's, there's definitely on both sides, there's a few that aren't there, um, <laughs> but you've got most of the big hitters. What's the vote for me, John? What's this? I'm on this site right now. 
I don't know what the vote for me. I've voted for a few people, um, and I think the vote for me. I think that's something they want to bring in in terms of maybe whoever gets the most votes might get to be able to choose their position first. I couldn't see anything myself either. Well, the Frenchie is killing on the girls' race. Yeah, everyone else like like, like Caroline Rota has got is nine. Yeah, and then what's how to say the Frenchie's name? Uh, Cassandra Bolgrand. Two thousand two hundred twenty-eight. Oh, you should see on the boys' side. It's even uh, bigger differences. Oh, really? So you've got and you've got Georgia Taylor Brown. She's you know she was right up there in the World Series and the the Olympic trial as well. So no, I'd say both the males and females uh, fields are pretty much on pass. So some of Rappaport, Taylor Spivey, Vicky Holland. Uh, so it should be some fantastic racing. Hopefully they get some good weather because it was a bit shitty um, for one of the days last year. So this is race one of two in the series that they've announced. They'll be off to, where was the other race? They're going off to Malta uh, for the second round, I think, in November. Okay, we've also got John's bit of a, he's giving me a bit of an eye to you what's happening in 2020. So John, What's happening in 2020? It's going to be 15 World Cups, which is the Tier 2 races. Uh, there's only be, there's going to be one less race in the WTS series because... Now, now, is the Olympics a part of this? No. Okay. No. So seven races, pretty much the same as this year, except for no Lausanne, which is where the final is. The final is in Edmonton. Uh, so part of the reason I wanted to bring this up was you were asking... Is there much of a focus on duathlon? Uh, and here, there's no real mention of ITU doing any sort of duathlon stuff. The world long-distance champs are in Almira, uh, and then they've basically just listed the para, para events, the mixed relays, World Cups, of which there's 15, and the World Tri-Series. So it's going to be good times on the ITU circuit, but all the focus will be on the Olympics. Now, the only other thing I wonder, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the answer is no, Olympics don't count to points in any way, shape, or form. Negative. Okay. Would it be good if they did? It's the biggest uh, race of the year. No, not really. I think, yeah, I think there's, a, there's enough, enough on the line. Yeah, true. Okay, this week's discussion, we got a question through last week from, I, can't, I haven't got the name here, but um, they basically said, what do you reckon you could do an Ironman if you were just like nobody, just out by yourself doing an Ironman? Uh, if you're drafting, like total drafting, like swim, bike, run, uh, and if you did a solo in a race. So race, drafting, Solo. Essentially a training day. Yep. Um, what would you do? Okay. Uncle uh, Arnold Sulikov, just thinking of drafting a legal long distance event made me want to run away, and I am not convinced that planting the seed is a good thing. Oh, he's a purist. Yeah. He's a purist here, John. Okay. Um, I've got here Lucy Francis got for three time IMM races. It would be good to have solo, otherwise, it would be difficult. Where's your times? She's, she's just, she's with, she's with Arno. She just doesn't mm. think it's a great idea. Purist. Peter we just Coulson. We just want your times here. <laughs> Peter Coulson saying normal. He'd do a 12 hour 30, a solo. Um, he would, he 12, 40, only, only 10 minutes difference. Full drafting, 11, 10. Drafting on the bike would take about 50 minutes off and then I'd be so much fresher for the run. Um, so interesting. Good old Luke Glimmer's got um, baseline test would say ten hours for one. Which was one, John? One was normal. Um, two was drafting ten thirty, not just the in the draft and the swim, and the odd time you get a draft on the legal, e.g., passing or sitting legal, but in the lack of competition to motivate the pace or legs. So he actually thinks it's going to be racing. So he, I think he's got it around the wrong way. Oh no, it's solo, sorry. Okay, yep. So he thinks it would be ten and a half. And then what he's saying is nine thirty five would be if he could totally draft it. It's a pretty big difference. Um, yeah. One other thing Peter Colson said, I, I still believe there should be two colour race numbers at Ironman. Red for those going for Kona and prizes, no drafting. Start one hour later, blue numbers where everyone can draft their butts off. Interesting concept. 
Whereas, you know, if you're, if you're just out there to participate and do the distance, you start an hour later and you can cruise around a bit like a sportif race and Yeah, but just do you get to distance. say you're an Ironman? Sorry? Do you get to say you're an Ironman? You're still doing the distance. Yeah, but you're not. Mm, I think it's an interesting concept. Because the original John Collins was, if you can do this, you're an Ironman. Mm-hmm. If you're drafting, it's, it's different. Oh, I totally agree, it's different. People's attitude is different. If they're not out there to race, they're just out there to complete the distance. I, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like on the news tonight. Was, did you watch the news? The sport? No, I was fast forwarding out to get around here. And they were talking about the Formula One where the guy had to give the lead up. No, I didn't see that. You know how in Formula One that mm. often happens. Mm. You know, the, your, your team's won two and the guy who's getting more points. And, and the guy's celebrating that he's won. And I think, what a hollow victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then his mates beside him had to give up. You know, he's like pretending he's happy but crying on the inside. Yeah. And I just think, you know, to me, I would have a bit of trouble with that one. Good old, um, have I got I'll here? do this one. Tom Vickery, this is a good one. Because he's got number one, 858, um, uh, num- which is the... Normal? Normal. Uh, oh, no. That's, oh, Wait a second. No. One is normal, like an normal. Iron Man. Ra- Two is t- solo. Two, well, he's got two. Is he did wrote? He did nine oh five. So only seven minutes difference. Uh, and then he's got he did the long course weekend in Majorca, which have full drafted bike leg on road bikes. He did an eight fifteen combined time. It makes a massive difference, I think, with a team and going for a time you could go one hour faster than a normal Ironman. One thing I would say with that though, that long course weekend, I believe you do things on different days. So you do the swim one Friday, oh, okay. bike so Saturday, race run, run uh, on Sunday. Craig Brothouse has got one, is which is your normal, is 10.15, uh, two, 10.30. I lose five minutes in the swim uh, to no draft and a further 10 on the run because uh, no one to hunt down. I don't cheat on the bike, so no gains there. He wouldn't even take it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how purist he is. 9.30 if he could draft. Right. Last one I'll do, Graham McCullum, he says 12 hours 10, uh, 13.20, um, well that's the, just doing it by yourself, and then 11.55, I'm not sure I'd get that much benefit from drafting. Oh, Matthew Bins, 14 hours, 14 hours, <laughs> 14 hours. Nice. Okay, John, what, what do you reckon you'd do? Oh, so I just had a bit of a think about this, and I sort of based it off a, a rote sort of performance um, when it's not crazy hot, and they took t- take those bloody hills out of the run like they they slapped on us a couple of years ago. So I'd say on a good day in rote, I'd sw- uh, this is a normal race. I'd swim about fifty two, bike about four fifty four, and run three. That'd give me an eight forty six. If if it was a drafting event, um, I reckon I'd swim one to two minutes quicker. Um, and I reckon I'd bike nearly 20, well, well, about 20 but, minutes quicker. isn't this already a drafting event? It is, but if you were able to you get off like to a, a clean start and you had drafting people, a bit like the, the sub two type thing, okay. if you had a line up in front of you, you weren't getting hit or anything, I think there'd be quite a good advantage in that. And if, if you knew that they had to swim to a certain pace. Um, because so like, you're like, saying the drafting event where people are working for you to get your fastest time. Mm, okay. Yep. Um, the bike, if it was drafting, and again, I'm using the rationale that you you're going to be working with front. me. Um, so I'm not doing any time in front. It's not like you can draft if you want to. It's like yeah. I've got a team in front of me. Yeah. I reckon I'd, you know, again, oh, 20 minutes it. because... Easy more than 20, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I Depends on your team. But I if you're, if you're a team of top guys... I'm riding, you know, say 30, about 36 and a half K an hour um, when I'm non-draft, when non-drafting and I was sort of thinking just over 40 uh, with the same sort of power out, but it might be a little bit more than that. Maybe yeah. about 20 to 25. I wouldn't think it'd be that much more. Okay. And the run, I reckon I'd only be a couple of minutes quicker if I had, a, you know, like an arrow, like the sub two hour sort of arrow in front of me. When it comes to the run, 
if you've paced the bike the same that you would in a non-drafting race. Well, it'd be interesting to think about, you know, let's say you do get a good, how you're doing it on the bike. Your efforts still going to be pretty high if they're going fast. Well, that's the thing. You, you, you know, if I ride 235 watts in a draft, 235 watts in a, yeah. a non-draft. It's faster, but the it's, effort's it's, the same. It's faster, the effort's the same, but also mentally it would have been easier if they'd kept an even pace. You wouldn't have to concentrate yep. on going. So I, I, I think, yeah, pretty big yeah, difference. Yeah, but sometimes when, you, when you're drafting, it's that surging that kills you. Mm. You know, yeah. because it's, drafting's never a consistent pace, is it? So it'd be different again if it was a, just a draft legal race, not a team time trial. Uh, so that'd give me a scary 8.23. Bloody hell, that seems... Uh, pretty fast solo i reckon i'd be about three minutes slow on the swim i reckon i'd be about five or six minutes slow on the bike not much compared to a uh, a normal race because you, you know you're riding to power and then i reckon i'd be at least five minutes slow on the run just because there's no pressure on so that would make me about 14 minutes slower than what i would be under race conditions okay i'm gonna say okay well, what do you reckon i do in nine minutes john take it back to best case when you were sort of sub nine hour shape Oh, okay. So, well, obviously, nine is about about nine oh five. Yeah. Um, drafting. I was always a pretty good drafter. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you would get lots of gains on the bike if you're doing it how you're saying. Mm. I do think you could do it not not half an hour off. You know, when you think when you're cycle racing, you're mm. doing some big speeds, mm. and when you were at the front of the pack, it wasn't much effort. You know, so. If you, you know, if you get the right team around you, and if I get a swim, it'd be quite an advantage for me in a swim. Mm. I was always, I always swam in a race better than my ability in a pool, because I was always really good at drafting in, in the race. Mm. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't. I'd be like you. I'd probably get one or two minutes gain because I because I drafted pretty well anyway. So much of it would depend what happens on the bike. As I said, if this is a team time trial organised, that's pretty straightforward. But yeah. if I'm thinking right, when I was over there last time. I would have had to nuke myself to go with the people that were coming past me, so it wouldn't have yeah, really but worked. It, but if it's a chain, yes, if it's a know, chain, you know, and you're the tenth in the line, and and then, but if you've got a pack of like thirty coming up behind you, then then it's completely different again. Then it would be yeah. way more than half an hour if you were sitting in a peloton. I, I, know, I think the happened. runs are hard one because how much advantage you know, it, you know, the, the the kind of breaking two, the arrow, yep. But even then, they only took a couple minutes off those yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't think it's massive. It's, yeah, so to, to me, it's the big gains on the bike. I might get a couple minutes out of the swim. I reckon you probably get half an hour of the bike, and then the run, you might get a couple minutes, but it's not going to be a big difference. So maybe I'd clo- I'd be closer to like an uh, maybe an 8.35. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's team time trial. Okay, this week's discussion You've got a choice is, here, Bevan. Okay, so, so it's either below. Okay, tell me what they are, John. So we had an email in from Kara Char- uh, Chandler. Hey, guys, finally got a chance to start listening to this episode. This is a while back. Just wanted to uh, give you some context and your comments around Iron Man Vici. Did the half, so heard your comments around it. Iron Man Vici was raced on two separate days and two separate bike courses. The fall was on a 37-degree day and just had just over 2,000 metres of climbing with some fairly technical descents. Originally, they advertised it as a flat fast course but after registration opened for a few months and was nearly sold out they changed their bike course to what it was and there was a five-year anniversary of the race was originally meant to have a profile but seemed uh, to disappear the age group is going sub nine on that course were very solid but next year they've increased the cutoff for the half due to the high dnf rate from the comments of social media it's it's rather divided people should you extend the cutoff for such a hilly course it had uh, half of the uh, 1,100 metres and, and the three main climbs. Or just tell people to ensure you're fit enough to complete the half in 7.5 hours currently allowed. would love to hear your thoughts. So essentially, 
should they have um, a different range of cutoffs for uh, for really hard courses or not? That's option one. I know we'll that. So you know that? we're going to do that next week. Um, so so the question is because Ironman has very set cutoff times mm-hmm. for the races: seventeen hours for a full, and what's cut off for a half? Seven and a half, I think. Okay, there you go. Um, should it be longer? Okay, it's okay. On on a challenging course. Yeah. Now, now, did they do it in this race? No, they've done it for next year. Oh, okay. Okay, I think it's a good discussion. So, in harder races, should the cutoff be extended? That's a good discussion this week. Uh, John's sponsor. Extreme Endurance. Now, we got an email through this week, and it was from Stuart Contenleap Mills, and he's saying he's training for Berlin Marathon. I was stagnating with his training for a fast marathon, so after listening to you passionately highlight the benefits of extreme endurance, your lactic buffer, which I always find myself saying out loud at the same time Bevan says it, well, there you go, <laughs> uh, it was a time for strategy three. So I invented, invested a further 20, 35 pound for 180 tablets of extreme endurance, more than enough to take me through to the Berlin Marathon. The strategy three results of after seven days of three tablets in the morning, three in the uh, evening, as recommended. Yesterday, start uh, Saturday morning, I ran my fastest park run in three years of park run and took a further 20 seconds of my park run time on the same course. So anyway, I just thought I'd email to say thank you for recommending extreme endurance with such a genuine conviction as I truly believe that the vast majority of the latest latest 20% 20 second improvement is probably a result of extreme endurance which now with the time of 1740 it gives me an extra bit of confidence that can really help me achieve this ambitious goal of a sub 245 at Berlin. That's a nice time if you go sub 245. So yeah, basically what uh, Stuart Quantum Leap Mills is saying is sort of try, he, he had a number of strategies. So when Bevan was saying this is strategy three, he tried a few different things and some were working, some weren't really. And then he just banged out the extreme endurance and that's made a 20 second difference to his park on time. And the thing about Stuart is he's he's one of, he's a bit like you, he's an athlete. He's been mm. an athlete for a long time. Everybody's an athlete, Bevan. Yeah, no, no, but mean? you know, there's, there's people, you know, like 20 but, seconds it's quite significant. Yeah, totally. You know, when when we, we, we you know when you're a bit newer to sport, you get those big jumps, and, mm. and it's still cool, but it's a bit different. But I remember how Tao did something similar. He did um, some five k tests and uh, did some with extreme endurance, some without, and had similar sort of results. So, guys, if you're training up for marathon winners, Berlin must be coming. Wow. Up okay. His V dot. Yeah. Two forty-five oh eight. No, you got to find another eight seconds. Yeah, mate, come on. Boost up to four tablets a day. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Stuart Quantum way. Leap. Come on, you'll make that Quantum Leap another nine seconds faster. So yeah. you're on track, but you've got to find a bit of love at the end of that race, I tell you. So when Bevan says VDOT, that's Jack Daniels' formula. It's sort of you put on your 5K time and it will predict what you're pretty good capable too. of doing over it's the pretty good. Yeah, yeah, longer it's distances. It's a great way to train. So, okay. oh. yeah, check out xendurance.com and uh, like Stuart. Learn how to quantum leap forward with oh, your time. John, you're a legend. John, three to one, age group of the week. week. And we're going to talk about George Gray. So you will have heard from him. It was either la- it might have been the last week or the week before. He was one of the two final Epic Camp interviews we had. Uh, and he came over to France. And I wanted to highlight him because he's a bloody nice guy. And I, I actually interviewed him last week for my we uh, little study. Sorry? Did we do this last week? No, because I mean, uh, the Ironman was. Uh, was it someone else? There was another one that I interviewed. Yeah, there you if go. you get interviewed by me, you get you've got a good show. chance of being age group of the week. 
But I want to highlight George because A, he's a nice guy and enjoyed his company in, uh, in France. He went 8.46 at Ironman Italy. Really? And he got fourth in his age group. And I, I put a post on our, on our Epic Camp page, just our France page. I think that's the fastest age group uh, Epic Camp time of all time. We've had faster people on the camp, yeah. but they've generally been pros or semi-pros. But eight forty-six, very impressive. That is smoking. Outdone me, George, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, so four, he only got fourth in his age group. I think he was, he's either 34, 30 to thirty-four or thirty-five to thirty-nine. Bloody hell, you go 8.46 and you only get fourth. Uh, and he just, he's a nice guy, and he also went for a lot of one percenters to try to really make that next step up. Uh, he got invested in a coach. He um, really worked on his nutrition hard. He really worked on his sleep and recovery, just trying to get everything right. Uh, it really backed his, he went low carb, high fat, for and pretty serious at it and, and very disciplined. Uh, and then came to Epic Camp, and he came there with a really good attitude just to push himself to his limits. And we managed to crack him a couple of times, which is good, and uh, I'm sure character building for him. And and then just really pleased to see he went out there and banged it out of the park because he uh, he put a lot into a season and he's well, now booked also, a ticket to Kona. I wonder also how much you know because I was actually talking to Kylie Cox this morning. Um, she's got back from doing she the was running tonight. Is he got going? attacked by all the bloody bugs along the rest of us. Oh, did you? Just? We're running along the side of the river and just there's bugs everywhere. Uh, Bear powder town. Um, but she was saying she's never done nine men and um, you know would like no, would maybe like to do one and she's always had never done a full epic camp. Mm. Um, and I was saying, you know, once you do Epic Camp, Ironman seems easy. You know, mm. like the idea of doing an Ironman. And I wonder how much he will put down to not just the training that Epic Camp did him, but that toughness. Yeah. You know, the ability to be able to push through. And you said you guys cracked him a few times, but you have to work through that, don't you? And, oh, yeah. And, and it's an Ironman, isn't it? So that mental toughness you get from something like an Epic Camp, not physical benefits. Came, it can be hit and miss, but oh, he, yeah. he obviously got it. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. Ooh, oh, George Gray, you are yeah, our age group, age group of the group week. week. Okay, three, two, one. Website of the week. week. X Try World Tour. So what this is is it's a website that basically puts a bit of focus on all of the extreme triathlons that we're seeing around the world right now. Like we think back to when the show started. The one that was really the only one on the calendar was Norseman. Whereas on this site now, there's probably a good twenty of them. And they're they're all essentially qualifying to try to go to go to Norseman. So Norseman at the, uh, up till now has always been a ballot process. There's only, I think, 250 people get in. Way more people than that apply every year. Yep. Um, so they've set up the X-Try World Tour. So you can go and check it out, xtryworldtour.com. Uh, and the reason this came up was I was looking at the other races that were coming up this weekend. There's the Hispa Man in Spain. There's the Alba Man in Italy. And the Mance Extreme Triathlon in the Isle of Man. And two of those races are part of the series. And it just blows me away. It's like every week I seem to be going, bloody hell, there's another one of these X-Tries. And yeah. as Bevan said, you look through this list, huge number of them. So I think it's really cool that they're actually... It's a bit of a coordinated effort to, to try to highlight uh, these races as they are a bit different. Uh, and yeah, so this one in Spain this weekend, again, you know, trail running. Um, the one in Isle of Man, a lot of trail running, not quite as hard a bike course. Some of them have got crazy hard hill climbs at the end of them, but there's, there's more and more events just popping up all the time. Question I have, John, is if you look at this here, so what they have is they have kind of all the events. So for example, we're looking at Norseman, you've got Kelpman, you've got Swissman. Um, and what they have is, most of the events will offer slots to Norsemen. So, for mm -hmm. example, if you do Swissmen, they're giving away eight slots to Norsemen. But they're also having a World Championship, and Norsemen's giving away 10 slots to the World Championship. So I wonder if each year they were just rotating the World Championship around one of these races. 
Uh, I don't know the answer there. I kind of, th- I kind of got the impression that it would always be Norse man. No, but um, you see, look, they've got, they've got four sites for Norse man. Like I'm looking at um, Canada oh, yeah. man. And then they've got four stops for the World Championship. So I wonder if what they're trying to do is that Norseman is kind of a bit like your corner of the sport, mm-hmm. but then maybe they'll rotate the World Championship a bit like ITU does around one of these races each year. Maybe if we'd actually read this beautiful document that they've got on there, <laughs> we would have more of a clue about this. Well, you they're saying that this, the results for the World Championship was in Norseman yes. this year. Our partners are going to the World Championship. Maybe we should have done some more racing. No, 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 no. Our partners' races are now qualifiers for the World Championship, which will be take place in, in Norseman 2020. Mm. There you go. Okay, so. So I was right in the beginning. Yeah, but but so they might rotate it around later on. Yeah, it's just strange. That's how they've kind of worded it here. How are we going for time there, Bevan? We're at 38 minutes, John. Sweet. Not that I'm keeping an eye on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that's the website of the week. Check it out. I'll put a link to it in the website, John. Pro of the week. week. Tell me about it. Okay, so what, one thing I started ages ago, and it's just been a general gap filler when we're a little bit short on content, but it's an area that I love looking into, is some of the pros that I know next to nothing about. Their names pop up from time to time. wonder where they come from. So I've got a male and a female this week, um, and generally I'm just going to do pros that have qualified for Kona. I look through the list and go, who the hell are you? Yep. Uh, so who this week is Clement Alonso Macuna from Spain. It's a name that I often see pop up, sort of getting on the podium here, there, or everywhere, um, but really don't know too much about him. And if you're, if you're not an English speaker, we sometimes they don't get a fair suck of the sav, do they? <laughs> the old, yeah. Yeah, when was the last time you said suck of the sav? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so anyway, Clement Alonso McKerner is 41. He's a Spanish uh, dude, and I think he's a, med- a, a doctor because it's a couple of times it referenced MD, and there's some, and, and so I assume in Spanish MD is the same as it is for us, and he's a doctor. Yeah. But I don't know if he's ever practiced as a doctor or whether he's just qualified. Look through his career, and he has been around for a while. Uh, he tried his hand as ITU for around about ten years after doing quite well as a junior in the Worlds in 1997 in uh, Perth. He finished, where was it, third and also won the European Championships. But it looks like he had a, you know, a, a, I will say he also did the World Championships in Cleveland in 1996 when I was wow. racing. Uh, and he's still racing now. He's still racing now. He was in the B, the junior B. So back then, the junior A, which was probably 18 and 19 year olds and junior B was more 16 17 year olds uh, so he was in the junior B I was in the junior A my time was faster than his yeah, you took him out don't, don't tell anybody I think, it's still, I, th- I think he still hurts <laughs> he hasn't let it go and uh, but when I look through his career it's just littered with finishes in the 30s 40s etc on the on the world cup circuit or the world triathlon series and never looked like he really quite cracked it so god knows how he made a living when you're going through and you're finishing 47th 30 31st 39th 11th 35th 32nd 20th although maybe he isn't maybe he's a doctor and he's just it's a part-time thing yeah but anyway he was he was a athlete for has been an athlete for a long time and i thought 41 bloody hell i wonder if he's uh how many, if he's one of the oldest athlete in Kona. And I look through the list and, oh no, he is not. Okay. There is six athletes that are 40, over 40 in the men's What's field. The, well, what was the oldest? Uh, I think it was 43. And can you remember uh, who it was? Probably Howard's Potts. Potts was, was over 40 as well. Yeah. Um, so that's 10% of the men's field are over 40. Interesting. Any competitive? Any top fivers? Uh, well, Potts. If he's over 40, he was top 10. He's not a, not a top fiver. Yeah, so no, no, I wouldn't say anybody in the top five. Okay. But top 10 is potentially. 
Okay. And uh, then the female we're looking uh, at. Hold on. And so just oh, in sorry. terms of his more recent career, he's had wins at Ironman uh, Challenge Barcelona. Um, Ironman Barcelona went 804. That's pretty handy. Yeah. Went uh, one Ironman Kalmar, one Ironman South Africa, third in Germany in 2012. Got his slot last year in Arizona. He was second behind fellow Oldie, and this might be the oldest one, was Nico Lanos. He, he was older. He's either 42 or 43. Uh, go to tryrating.com and you can see their ages down the side there. Mm. Uh, he's only had one finish in Kona when he finished, I think, around 17th from three starts. And that just goes to show uh, a lot of athletes uh, DNF when they go over to Kona. So good luck to Alonso, um, Clement Alonso McKerner in Kona. Bring it, on, bring it on for the plus 40s. Give us all a bit of hope. On the female side of things, I looked uh, a name I didn't know too much about. was Nikki Bartlett. She's a former rower-turned-triathlete. She's from Great Britain. She started triathlon in 2011, so 2011-2012, when she transitioned across from elite rowing. Uh, she won Ironman Lanzarote earlier this year. She's had zero finishes from one start in Kona. I'm not sure if that was an age grouper or a pro. Been a pro from since... 2015-2016 so far this season she's uh, had some pretty good success as well as her win at Ironman Lanzarote, she recently won the 70.3 Dunlocharn which is the one that Alistair Brownlee also won Uh, she finished second in the Ironman 70.3 Pays Ducks in France, so pretty good season so far see what she can do in Kona Mm. Bevan, did you find out who's the oldest? Was it Alanos? No, it wasn't on try rating, as you said. Okay. Well, not, not the ages. It had the, the time they qualified, when they qualified, but not necessarily the age. Um, but Nicolanus is 42. Is so he? I did find that out. Yep. Yep. So we should see how he goes. Hmm. It, what's the draw for someone like him? What, sorry? What's the draw? You know, like, like Cam Brown doing it last year. Right. You know, like, it's highly unlikely they're going to get a top 10. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Just I guess we're just gonna, still? that's a question we should ask them a bit more often because is it the sponsors? Is it just going to have one more last decent race there? Just got to have a decent race. I'm happy if I close it. You don't want to close your Kona career, I guess, on a real shitter of a race. But what's a good race? When I you've know. been, you know, Lana's got sick in you. I've got a different page here where I can find the ages. Oh, okay. uh, what? Yeah, let's see. Who's the oldest? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious about the Nico draw. Lannis is 42. Andy Potts is 42. Maybe there wasn't a 43. I'm 42. It's good year. You're 42. 77. Freddie Van Leer looks like he's scratched. He's 40. Is he ever scratched there, is he? Oh, he's got a big line through his name, so oh. I assume so. So maybe it is 42. Okay. We've got a couple of 42s and a... How old was Dave Scott when he got that second one year? Where he, was, he was 42, Pretty sure he? he's 42. Yeah, that's pretty... And that, that's a, that must go down as one of the best results of all time. Because 42 today is different to 42 then. Oh, yeah. You know, like... You know, like, we kind of say, yeah. once you get past 38, you, you, you're not going to win it anymore. And now. he was on a bit of a comeback. He had had a hiatus for a number of years. Had he? And then he came back. It's not like these guys have been racing consistently. Who, did, did Mark win it that year? No, it was Greg Welsh. Was it the year Welsh he won it, was it? Yeah. Well, there was one year that he got second, and there was one year Dave Scott ran up to f- about fifth, I think it was. Yeah. And that was from completely out the back door. Really? And he ran a really good run split to, to get up to, f- I think it was fifth. That's testing my memory. Yeah, because, like, nowadays... Science, understanding, tools, you know, like we just know how to look after our bodies, recovery. We're much more successful having a long career. Um, but when, you, you know, when the, that would have been probably 91, Greg, 92? Greg, no, Greg Welsh won 95, I think. Wow. Yeah. Because the Iron War was 98, 89, sorry. Yeah. 
So he came back six years later and pulled yeah. off a second. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that'd be right. Wow. Mark Allen probably won all those ones in between. Yep, he did. And then I think he had a year off and then he maybe came back and won more. Won more. That's a Don't great Don't quote effort. me on that. I haven't done my research. Uh, the oldest athlete is Daniel Fontana. He's 43. Oh, we should ask Melina. Who's the hardest athlete? Pig was, wasn't he? That's what everyone talks about. Yeah. Go ahead. But it's like that's performance. That's just grit, isn't it? Dave Scott at yep. 42. And amazing ability to perform in Kona consistently, yeah. run really well in the heat. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Kona's only three weeks away. Cray-cray, John. It's cray-cray. Okay, let's do Winger of the Week. Right, Bevan. We might have to pan out at the end. We're not going to be there now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's uh, going to be difficult. We can just talk some more rugby work. I'm going to say the number is 47 because it's how many minutes we are right now. 47. Okay. Now, I will say, I was just talking to Greg Jones and I saw he was uh, quite in a good position on the, the, the old Australia. Who's Greg group. Jones? Greg Jones from Christchurch. Good man that he is. Often good, helps out races. Good man. And um, I was saying, Greg, you're not logging your swimming there. Oh, and, you know, if you, if you logged that, you would have been a bit further up the rankings. So you said 40. Uh, I do have to give a bit of love to our leader on the wing of the week board this week, Alistair Mayer. He did 54 hours and 52 minutes. No way. That was all running. And I looked at his profile and it looked like he was bloody running across Spain or something. He was just running huge distances every day. Don't know if it was part of a race or not, but 54 hours of running in one week is mental. Wow, that's phenomenal. Right, 47. Gareth Hall, he did 13 hours and 57 minutes of training. He did 13 activities, one hour and 19 minutes swimming, nine hours, 40 minutes of biking, two hours, 56 minutes of running. For a lot of people, that'd be about an Ironman. Maybe not quite that far on the bike, but if you did a 119 swim and you banged out a 256 marathon, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? Yeah, far out, yeah. So he's been Brisbane and Queensland. Oh, I love Brizzy. Do you? I've never really done anything in Brizzy. I've been there once, sort of just... You've only been to Brizzy once? I mean, that, and that was a... I'd never stayed the night in Brisbane. I think that was just a... Did you go Gold Coast? GC? Yeah, the GC. <laughs> He's an Ironman triathlete, a runner, endurance sports coach, and into his fitness. And the last four weeks, he has average distance per week, 27.8 kilometres in total on the running, and average distance on the bike, average rides per week, four, average distance, 131 what's the, what's the Ks. His name is... He's only swimming twice a week. Gareth Hall, you uh, are our... Wanger of the week. Gareth, you're a good man, you are. I just know it. I just get the feeling. You got that? I yep. got the feeling. I got the feeling. Okay, questions and answers. Okay, so we've got a great we've got a great one here, John. So good old Trent uh, Trent Collett. Hey guys, love the show. Quick thought, I love uh, a quick point I love your thought on. Oh, there we go. Uh, people crossing the road during races when people are running, cycling, who nearly cause accidents. Port Macquarie this year, I saw an athlete T-bone, it's a pedestrian, who went across as a cyclist was coming downhill, didn't realise how fast they were approaching and then hesitated and basically stood there. Both came off worse for wear. Sunshine Coast, uh, Sunny Coast 70.3 this weekend. Tim Van Burke, I didn't hear about this, came around the corner uh, of a hill fast and someone raced out in front of them in the road. TVB tapped his brakes and slipped into a few stitches in his face and unable to continue. Sad to see when this happens too often. It's actually funny. Years ago when I did Iron Man, one of my good mates, Duncan Duncan White, um, he, him, and, him and his brother Fraser came up and watched me and they did Iron Man drinking. Two things they did is Iron Man drinking. As long, yeah. as, long as I was on the course they drank 
And then Fraser took my medal and got a shag with it. So that was a good effort. <laughs> so as soon as I got, as soon as I got, and he said, "Can I have your medal for the night? Go for it, mate." And it worked. So, <laughs> so it was a good strategy. But um, I've always wondered why people wear their race t-shirts <laughs> and medals <laughs> after the race. We've been missing out, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, but one, t- it wasn't the time he took. I mean, drinking another time he came to a race and he and he he, he hit somebody and he felt and he, and from that day when we were at a race. If you're with Duncan, you're taking the longest route to cross the road because mm. he'll never cross the pass in front of an athlete now. Mm. Um, and he felt horrible. On the run or the bike? I, I can't remember if it was a bike or a run. Because mm. it, it, it was in that town, you know, tap over it. Yeah. Everyone's going through it, so I'm not quite sure. But it is a tough one, isn't it? Well, from a, from a race organised point of view, it's bloody impossible to, to man this stuff. I mean, you can kind of do your best in terms of putting some barricades up where the sort of peak flow is, but there's so many numb nuts out there yeah. that just don't have a clue. I organise a race races and one in particular I have road closure and then you just see some plonker just driving through the course. Oh really? Um, and granted they're a resident Actually, but they're just I was, clueless. I was emceeing a race. What race was that? And someone did that? And you're like, what are you doing? There's people everywhere. Uh, does your head in. So I mean I, I totally get your point there, Trent. Um not a lot you can do about it. You've got to, like, for me, if it's a requirement uh, for the events, you've got to do a flyer drop around the entire course. You do that, you can never get through to everybody. Okay. So you have no hope? <laughs> no. Andrew McLean sent through a great email. This is what I thought I was reading before. You rock is the subject. Guys, I was on a 25K trail run when listening to your latest show. That was last week's show. I was struggling uphill when you gave some hints on uphill running, which really helped. A few minutes later, I laughed out loud as I descended at the same time you started to give tips on descending. Nice. It really made my run. Love the show. And he's also supporting the show as well as so the train hard. So we're there for the people, John. We are. And yeah. technique is just the best way. Just If you're just struggling along, just boom. Have, have that go-to list of things that you think about when maybe your just pace starts to drop a little bit, your power starts to drop a little bit, whether it be on the bike or the run, just have like three or four things you can go boom, 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 boom. Um, not that quick, but it occupies your mind and almost always will give you uh, you know, an increase in pace, an increase in power, an increase in speed for not producing any more efforts. So yeah, just try to develop that little go-to list and uh, a bit, a bit like Andrew said here, uh, Alan said here, Alan McLean, is he an Australian? Yep. Not sure. Uh, well, I assume so. I took a group of kids out running the other day and, and the parents came as well with this this, um, this team that Felicity's in and I was giving the kids tips and then, um, especially on the downhill, and, and one of the parents came up to me up and said, geez, that makes a difference. He yeah. never, never really thought about downhill running. It was just a couple of simple tips. Lean forward and let your arms go out wide and just let gravity do its thing. And he was just blown away that he could actually run downhill quick so yeah just make sure you've always got a few things and don't just think about so many people just think about swim and run in terms of the technical aspects of it but the bike as well there's there's quite a few things you can do on the bike for me it's often just spreading my toes out a little bit um, so you've got an even pressure through through your foot Uh, it's concentrating on cadence it's concentrating on doing even pull sorry doing a pull 
Yep, and, and doing like an even pedal stroke all the way yeah. through. Then thinking about your your core uh, and making sure that's engaged. So your hips are square, your back's a little bit straighter. If you're climbing, you're moving to the back of your seat. So try to develop a whole bunch of tools you can call on when the going gets tough. Because in races, you're going to have those down periods where you just got to batten down the hatches and work through, uh, it. Work through it. Yeah, totally. Um, just we've got an email here from our new fashion advisor, John. Did you see this one? Murray the Holy Hammer Lapworth. So last week on the show, I said, you know, what you want to do, because you and I, we, 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 you and I, we're not, we're not poor fashion. Mm-hmm. We just don't care enough, do we? Speak you know, for we're yourself, old pajama boy. Well, do you like my pajamas? Yeah, I've got a little dog on it. I think yeah. it's a good brand. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I just don't want to spend the money. That's my thing. So I, I, I can pull off fashion if I need to, but I'm pretty tight. So, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm presentable. And you're the same. You're mm-hmm. presentable. But we're not high fashion. But Murray, Murray the Holy Hammer is. Because I said... He was looking at my socks last week. Yeah, and I say you want to get your socks to match your pants. Because mm-hmm. that's what my, my previous fashion advisor told me. Mm-hmm. Murray said, get back from the 90s aisles. Come to the latest time. And he said, what you need to do, upgrade your fashion advisor. As socks matching trousers may have been... The de rigueur a decade ago, but nowadays a small sample of my drawer is what la, 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 what the ladies love. <laughs> I reckon Murray when got that, and I replied to his email. He did. He got them out. He got them out. Yeah, and he must have put them on the floor and took a photo. Yeah, I reckon he went into his daughter's Annabelle's room and got her socks out because Murray, I'm, I'm picking you're not wearing. We're putting socks. up his photo of the week. Right, I'm putting up his photo. He put a photo of his photo, and then he and then in the next email he said, "I can send through the undies. They match as well. No need, mate. No, no need. need. There's, there's a line and the tie and and, and the tie. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's what we know from the chicks in the show. Let's say you're single. You go yeah. out one night. You have a few fantas. Someone's wearing an Iron Man medal, and you think to yourself, I'm going to take this one home. Yeah, and you take them home. They take their pants off. The same socks, same tie, same undies. Is that a winner winner chicken dinner, mm. or is that as Oh, maybe I need my friend to give me a text so I can get out of here. Yes. That's what the females, we, maybe we should make that next week's discussion. Next week's discussion. Okay. Does socks and undies matter? <laughs> if they're matching socks, undies and ties, are you getting a shag? Mm-hmm. There we, that's what we want to know. Um, just um, Shay, just sent through a couple of notes. Uh, Rudy Van Berg, just basically talking about his father. Remember last week talking about the family being mm-hmm. high pedigree? Not only did his father compete in the 73.3 World Championships, his brother and sister also competed in the championships. Uh, it's a record to have four family members racing in a world championship. Or oh, is it a record? He's not sure. His father also won the 40 to 44 age group in Kona in 1998. So, so Rudy Von Berg was the fellow who got third at the 70.3 championships. Now I got an email here from Miguel on Facebook, and I don't have a name up, so I might do this, but I'll do it. You can talk, I'll get a name later. But basically, talking about Ironman Wales a few weeks ago and saying the transition was so. He's about remember a slow transition? It's long transition. It's massively long uh, run from the swim to the bike. Okay, it's like so, a K long, I think I believe. Okay, so she's just got here. The reason for the long T1 in Ironman Wales is because the swim is the inaugural 2011 race was moved to South Beach. T1 would have been 100 metres to the North Beach due to the storm that was forecast. So instead of cancelling the swim, they moved it to more sheltered North Beach. It was still lumpy. The vantage points for the spectator is superb. Uh, is it's kind of more like a stadium. She actually sent through a photo. The run to T1 also goes through the town on each side of the road is packed with both sides with supporters, family and friends. I don't think many athletes would change it or forget 
in a hurry. So there and you I, go. I did see a few comments around that. Uh, I saw Laura Siddle, uh commenting, the swim start was amazing. You turn around and, it, and, she said, and, and it does sound like it's an amphitheatre. And I totally agree with that. You know, you go and do Ironman Wales, it's not really about the finish time. You know, you want to finish as high as you can, but the time's irrelevant because they're all so slow anyway. Uh, and it is cool when you've got a really long transition. And we kind of experienced that a little bit in, at Taupo when, with the transition there. When you come Especially out, there's a crowds. long, long line of people yeah. as opposed to running straight into the transition area and jumping straight on your bike. It can be a double-edged sword because you can sometimes get a bit excited and crank out that run a little bit too hard but um there's nothing better than running through a big crowd especially if you're an oh, age grouper and you haven't experienced that much before yeah. uh, and that was from Jared lewis Jared lewis um john you've got something here john needs your help right I've and got you a, probably become an age group of the week sorry you could you could well do that you could also win a free consultation with a very highly regarded nutritionist who you've heard on the show before so basically I'm doing a survey uh, and it's it's around if you were to go to a nutritionist um, or dietitian what would you want from an appointment takes a, takes around sort of five to maybe eight minutes to do a survey It'd be a massive help if you can help me out by filling it in um, and by doing so you go in the draw to win a free consultation so there is something in it for you potentially uh, with a very highly graded nutritionist so Bevan will have the link on our website and I'll put it on our Facebook page yeah, as well been show notes. but really want people if you've got uh, any non-athlete people either a partner or whatever um, really want to get their opinions as well if it's basically for anybody who can, would consider going to get a nutritionist appointment because they're not all athletes and we want to get a, a broad idea of what people actually want from an appointment okay so so it's for people who would think about going to nutritionists whether they're athletes non-athletes yeah, or even parents if you've got kids you know for a lot of parents they're going how the hell do I fuel my kids who maybe they're into sport then um, this is for you as well okay so just give us five minutes go to www.imtalk.me for this week's show notes and that link will be in there John let's talk about our new patron Brendan Murray Brendan Murray, our show has continued to fuel me for the past six to seven years, so thank you very much. We are better than sports nutrition. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm a triathlon coach working, oh God, bloody Australian. I know, that's why, like, that's why I got you to read it. <laughs> I'm a triathlon coach working in Marumlaba, New South Wales. Uh, I live on the Gold Coast, GC. 30 minutes away. GC. Nice work. I have an elite focused junior squad of six athletes aged 8 to 14. Love helping the kids chase their goals and show them some adventures. They've come a long way in the last two years since we started. Keep a lookout for them. Personally, I've been doing tries for over uh, nine years and I'm now 33. Been able to get on a few podiums uh, in that time, mostly sprint and Olympic distance and a few halves to my name. Enjoy running mountains as that was my first endurance sports experience that got me hooked uh, cycle club races here too in the winter next week of races is the Australian Alpine Ascent Triathlon at Mount Kosciuskos in February so great to see that race coming back that's the I'm not sure if they call it the triple A or not but you swim down in um Jindabyne I believe and then you bike up to towards Kosciuskos and then you run to the top of Kosciuskos which is the highest mountain in Australia it's not that high but still a really cool event 3k swim 112k bike 22k run uh, so he goes by Kenjo Endurance you can follow them at kenshowteam.com so good work Brendan Murray for getting on and supporting looks like a nice show. guy I've gone to his website John he's got a great photo he's a good smiley face on the front page click on his link John Okay. How about that photo? I'm saying it's not him because it's from years ago, but that is triathlon 80s, isn't it? That is, he's wearing a Tinley. So there used to be Tinley outfit you could wear. Do you think it's him? 
This, he looks a, it's looks a little bit like, isn't it? Looks you look at his photo, he looks a lot younger in his photo now. He's only 33, and that picture there is 90s. Yeah. If not, yeah, early 90s. It kind of looks a little bit like Greg Welsh. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably a good job. So I reckon it could, it could be. And he's got the, the, the tri-spoke wheel. Uh, he's got the Tinley outfit. For anybody who was around, my first tri-gear was Tinley gear. Really fluoro-y sort of stuff. So he sold out to Reebok, didn't he, Tinley? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that this this has got to be 90s. I bought my first Tinley gear in 1991 or something like that. So yeah, I reckon that might be Greg Welsh. It's looks a great like photo. It's Vincent it. Kona as well. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so what nickname are you coming up with? Well, you can tell me. Uh, I, I just thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just chuck in Brendan's name into uh, Google and see what comes up. Brendan Murray. And there must have been some participant in X Factor in the UK. Uh, oh, really? Brendan Murray. And so I just saw X Factor. Yeah, that's a great name. I like that. X Factor. Brendan Murray. Brendan. Brendan. Have the X Factor Murray. Yes, I like it. Uh, Marque, is it? A couple of other patrons, yeah. Uh, Marque Zikan, which is Big Miss. And Paul Darth Plagius Yoda. Now, which one was that? Who was Darth Plagius? Okay, let me have a look. I'm not quite sure. Well, it's obviously Star Wars. I've got John, two, two are you Star excited Wars. about the new Star Wars? Yes. It's only months away now. Yeah, December. It's the end of the, the next trilogy. I know. Darth Plagueis. There's going to be a whole new different characters from here on in. Gone are the Skywalkers and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be completely new stuff. I have the feeling Darth Plagueis was um, Long face. the Emperor. Long face. The one there. He uh, wasn't yeah. very famous. But no. you are Paul. <laughs> you <laughs> are you're Paul. To us, Paul, you're famous. Well, we went there because of Yoda, obviously. Mm. Yeah, that's how we roll. We're pretty obvious. <laughs> that's how we roll. Okay, John, if you want to become a sponsor of the show... <laughs> come, come, Feel free. Come sponsor us. <laughs> Even if you want to be a patron, you haven't, you haven't got all. Oh, you have got all the bits here. Um, but sponsors, help us out. Help yeah. yourself out. Don't help us out. Get some good return, and yes, uh, we I'm like your products. Yeah. Um, sponsors are Extreme Endurance for your lactic buffer. If you want to, get, if you want to be a patron of the show, go me Show email to you. Go to the front page down the bottom. Put your details in. We email out each week as we release it. Uh, you want some coaching? Coachjohnnewsome.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've released my latest podcast. I actually do it on how to perform under pressure, which you can check out. BevanJamesOz.com. Age group of the week. Websites a week. Feedback. Um, I am talk podcast at gmail.com. John, your goss. Before I go into my goss, let's see some more age groupers of the week coming around. We've had our season season now. There's got to be some good performances out there from some of your listeners, some of you guys, friends, colleagues. You've seen some noteworthy performances. Flick them on through. Okay, John, what's your goss? What's my goss? Uh, went away on school camp last week. That's always oh, good time. I did see you riding your bike a lot. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, yes, I managed to go out for a mountain bike ride. It was great up in Hamner Springs. Went out with um, somebody called Sarah Prince, and so she's married to a guy called Aaron Prince, and he was a few years behind me at school. Wasn't he a great athlete? Oh, he was. He was. He's a very good uh, multi-sporter and does a lot of the ultra endurance races. And he was actually. I drove up with Sarah, and she was. uh, He was over in Fiji doing a new eco challenge type race. Um, And so there's going to be some more of that stuff coming out. And Amazon bought it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and so it's coming back in a big way. I was doing, I did a commentary at a dog marathon on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? 
Oh, the four pause thing. Yeah. I just saw Julia Grant did it. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she won it. Yeah. She actually won overall, yeah. although it wasn't a big field. But um, and yeah, I was talking to some guy about it, and yeah, because they're basically it's Amazon's bought it. Mark Burnett's producing mm. it. It's going to be pretty high production. So it sounds that way. So anyway, um, when riding with her, she's done all this sort of eco challenge stuff as well, and. Uh, she, we weren't smacking it, but if she laid the hammer down on me, I think she would drop me pretty easily. What were your skills like? My skills are, are, are moderate, but compared to a good mountain biker, they're crap. Yeah. So it was great riding up there. Um, it's, a, it's a great place to take a bike, mm-hmm. isn't it? I was on my new cube, quite enjoying that. Yep. Nice fit. Uh, she also beat me in the tree climbing as well. Come on, you That said. was great. That was serious. It was great for the kids. So you got be laid up. Is it a bit like the General Forest? So where, sorry? The adrenaline forest. Out I haven't by been you. out there. Oh, it's you can see you can see it. I've been there. I haven't. Oh. Uh, it's basically like rock climbing, but up a tree. It was just cool. Okay, uh, if you go to adrenaline, on, on grade one occasionally you have it. So it's, it's normally quite expensive, mm. but you can get it cheap. Mm. I've done the whole thing without cheating. Right. That's your challenge. Okay. The whole, the last, because it gets grades. First are easy, it gets harder yep. and harder. The last couple, pretty challenging. Pretty challenging. Yeah, but I did it. Okay, so that was cool. We did a bit of that with uh, the kids. Then Belinda was away at the weekend, so I got more kids action over the weekend. So it was all good. Where'd Belinda go? Belinda went to Wellington for the weekend. What was she doing there? It's her payback for For uh, you being away for three three weeks. (laughs) Were you going to France, Dakota? She gets a weekend in Wellington. That was pointed out on several occasions. So (laughs) outside of that, Bevan, uh, then I'm going back up to Hamlet this week to watch my daughter doing a big running race. So when when I get a day wiped down my week, doesn't go so well. Yeah. That's about it for me. Watch the rugby and... Do you think we're going to win it? I, if I... I'm quite confident. I'd put money on us to win it. I, well, John, so funny you say that. I opened a tab mm. account. We wouldn't be paying very good odds though, would we? No, but we did a bet on the weekend and we put $10 in. We are now $13. <laughs> nice, yeah. $3 return. Yeah, we made $3.60. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, hey, 35% investment. Yeah. If I put a million on that, I could retire. Exactly. Yeah, so. What's happening for you, Bevan? John, tonight, went to the gym. We had an All Blacks class. It was mm-hmm. a big hit. We had like 120 people all dressed up as All Blacks. It was great. Driving home, my wife picked me up because it was a funny situation. She picked me up and some guy came around the corner. Around the corner, and they didn't really stop. So Joe had to put the beep, the beep on mm-hmm. because there was a warning. Yeah, he got a beep. The lady gave us a finger. Oh, An abusive finger. So what do I do, John? Gave her the finger back. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing you know, she is driving behind us like... like up your jack uh, Right up the jack And she's going, look, 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 this one. Going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep giving the finger. And I was, then I did the wanker sign. I love giving her wanker. <laughs> this one. Oh, we so need then, a video camera And Joe's going, don't. Provoker, don't provoke I'm going this one. Oh, yeah, fuck up, baby! <laughs> so, so, then, so then we get we get the red light, and I think Joe's a bit worried. She pulls up and she goes, Go, 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 go. Oh, I've had that once before I shit my pants. <laughs> so I just did the wanker sign again. <laughs> she spits on her car. <laughs> but, 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 then, but then she just turned left and left us alone. So. Oh, God. <laughs> what part of town were you in? Uh, just driving from town mm. but she went ape shit and the uh, problem is people like that just I want to provoke them more <laughs> <laughs> and because there was a chick like it was a big burly but, man yeah. I probably wouldn't have done it but, <laughs> but she, she oh it was so funny Joe would have been shitting <laughs> herself like, honey Bevan, don't do that don't do that <laughs> <laughs> oh classic so it was 
That was the excitement for me this week, I tell um, you. I did do that. I, I did a <laughs> poor manoeuvre once and it was totally my fault. Yeah. Pulled a U-turn in front of somebody and it, and it wasn't wasn't right. Uh, and a guy got out of the car and I was oh, really? in a set of lights and I was like, geez, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> and he came up and whacked on the window and he was uh, he was a big dude. Oh, so really? I just I did the charm offensive. I did not do the old yeah. wanker sign or finger to him. <laughs> no. Yeah. To me, oh. the wanker sign is one of the greatest signs of all time. Just don't pull it out very often. <laughs> you said just, it before. <laughs> just the way to bump someone out. Eh? <laughs> There's a girl I used to know. She used to do a great day. Eh? Someone would be telling a story. And, uh, didn't have to just, Good on you, mate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Oh. I love it. Anyway, I'm in my pyjamas. I need to get to bed. John, let's wrap it up. Iron Rush. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. <laughs>